0: but we hopped in an uber with oh, the blue haired chick oh okay Room Podcast time with another fresh dose of horror stuffs coming to your ugly face. My name is Darian. Uh, I am back, you sons of bitches. I know you're trying to get rid of me, but it's not working because I am back again with some more goddamn horror business. Miss Monica is in the house.
1: I'm back too.
0: You made it, man. Yeah. Where were you last week? You left me alone with Crack House Matt. I know. Of all people.
1: I wish I could have been here. It would have been fun. Uh,
0: we were overserved a bit. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but I did. Things got a little slurry <laughs> there towards the end, uh, so apologies for that, inmates. <laughs> and I got a little uh, unjustly angry at seventies uh, uh, romantic horror uh, situations.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I said that too. The seventies sucked.
0: well. Wow. the the early to mid seventies really sucked. <laughs> You get into 78, 79, things start going up.
1: Well, uh, let me... In my opinion, all cars in the 70s sucked. Oh, there
0: were some all right ones. No.
1: Every, like, car... To me, every, like, car model, the body of a car looked like... uh, yeah. Uh, ghetto like boxy like,
0: really uh, a, lot of, a lot of square edges. Yeah. yeah a lot of boat looking yeah. things Big. you
1: can take that
0: I agree I agree
1: unless you find a bronco or a blazer in the year that you were born why get it
0: why would I do that
1: why wouldn't you?
0: Why would I is the real question. you fix
1: it up and you A 78 be- Bronco? Absolutely! Oh, yuck. Oh, my God.
0: A buddy of mine had an 84 Bronco. Uh-huh. Uh, it sat in the parking lot of his apartments until the landlord came and towed it away because he never drove it anywhere.
1: That's ridiculous. He'd be sitting on a gold mine now. Well,
0: he never learned how to uh, drive a stick and he didn't want me to show him how to drive oh. a stick. Yeah, well... <laughs> If I if I told you which buddy of mine it was, you'd be uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was Dr. Dale. He That's act-
1: what I was thinking. He actually owned
0: a car for uh-huh. about four months, and all the time I'm like, hey, man, let's take your car out, show you how to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty tired.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I would have jumped on getting that out of the tow yard and keeping it.
0: Uh, yeah, he bought it for like 400 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever, wow. Dale. You want to uh, ride the bus and bum rides off of people the rest of your life? That's on you. Forget it. Forget about it. We got horror news. We got listener mail. We got all the uh, the regular stuff here, inmates. Let's jump right in with... Well, actually, we should talk about Friday night, shouldn't we? We had yeah. fun. We. Uh, it was my wife's birthday. Uh-huh. I rented the Reno Brew Bike. Yes. And we tooled around town on the... Re- it's a 10-seat bicycle, inmates. And I was under the impression... That it was mostly for show, like you just <laughs> hop on, and they actually have a motor on there that, and they just take you around. No, you actually got to get the fucking thing going. Uh huh. And that was a lot more work than I was prepared to put into it, oh. especially taking off from <laughs> it. We come like to, to a red light, yeah. We come to a complete stop, and we're all like, "Whoo!" Oh, jeez. It's like ninety-two degrees outside, and yeah. then the light turns green, and the guy's like, "Okay, let's go," and we're like, "Oh, fucking ah! Here we go!" <laughs> <laughs> God, I damn. thought it was
1: fun. It was
0: fun tooling around. I just don't want to have to. I'm, you know what I'm thinking next year? Huh? We'll rent segways. Oh, how cool would that be? I don't yeah. know if there's a Segway rental thing.
1: I don't know.
0: But I'd, that'd be fun, right? So, Fire around town on some segways, get hammered.
1: Yeah. I. Well, can you get a DUI?
0: I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I mean. Gonna pull, who's going to pull you over on a Segway?
1: Well, you could be, you know, if you get too drunk, they could get you for, what is it, disorderly? Probably. Because somebody but in our group might be yelling too much. I
0: wonder who that would yeah, be. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I huh. just think that that thing, you know what it, they really need for it what? is the strap over your foot. Yeah, because my shoe problem. and Chuck's shoes kept slipping off the pedals.
0: Mine kept hitting the the bar yes. in front and bouncing yeah. off. Yeah, I got
1: big feet, so I. Got-
0: we know you do, babe. <laughs> you got big everything else too. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a good time, though, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. RenoBrewBike for any of our local inmates. Check it out. Y- mm-hmm. You can book a private tour, or if you just want to fly solo on it, that's fine. They can squeeze you in somehow. Uh it's it was fun, but they have like a list of certain bars that they'll take you to. They all have to be within the downtown area. And really, like going from the Axe Bar to Silver Peak, or what was it? Sierra Tap House. It would have been faster for us just to walk around the corner than to hop on that thing. Tear across Probably. four lanes of one way traffic. <laughs> And then make an illegal turn onto a one-way street. But it was fun anyway.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
0: I don't think I've ever been flipped off so many times in my life. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's probably wrong now that I think about it. I'm sure yeah. I have. All right, let's do a horror show here, Monica. All
1: right. Enough
0: about us and our goddamn bicycles. <laughs> How about a little horror news, you maniac?
1: horror news
0: what do you got kiddo
1: well i don't have much but i did just learn that netflix is gonna be in charge of the new deep blue
0: sea a third one huh yeah last one not very good (sighs)
1: I was reading that they said because of the sales and the people that liked one and two.
0: Why? Uh, one, maybe.
1: Yeah, one.
0: Two was border- borderline remake.
1: Oh, my God. It was pretty
0: bad, man. It
1: was very bad. Wasn't that a sci fi? Yes. Oh, get the fuck yes, out of here. Yes, it went straight to sci fi. All
0: right, fuck your face.
1: But I think. Netflix puts out good stuff. They do. So, I have high hopes for this one.
0: Um, I will take it as it comes and see what I think.
1: And they have a big budget, so that I always think helps. the shark will look uh realistic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you did you see the new uh, 47 meters down yet? Not yet. There's a Michael Myers shart. shark. Shark.
1: Shut up. <laughs>
0: i called it a shark
1: (laughs) oh my god
0: now it's uh, they're calling it tenant a michael myers shark but it's some kind of an albino so it's Uh got like the white michael myers-esque face oh god Uh, i've seen like still pictures of it Uh It looks like a white shark
1: oh okay there's that huh
0: all right anything else
1: no that's all i
0: have are you ready for another matrix movie
1: Oh, see, I read that,
0: <laughs> Here it comes. And uh, Lorna, Lana Wachowski, uh-huh. formerly a Wachowski brother who directed the original trilogy, is back to direct a fourth Matrix movie, which will, in fact, be starring Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, I already heard the spoiler of that no, movie, too.
0: How'd you already get the spoiler?
1: Somebody announced it on the radio.
0: Whole thing's a dream. He died at the very beginning. Oh, then fuck this, man. Fuck! Don't even bother. <laughs> Serious? Is that what they're gonna say? That's
1: what. That's what the radio said. Fuck that. So
0: noise. I was
1: like, "Oh, well." If well this, I never if, seen any of them because I'm too stupid. You've never so, seen
0: any of the Matrix movies?
1: I saw. I started watching the first one and went, "Yeah, this is over my head."
0: No, this is
1: over my blonde hair. <laughs> oh,
0: come on! It's not bad. I love, First one is probably the best. Really. Y- y- You're just watching it for the fight scenes, really. Oh,
1: okay. Which
0: by today's standards are not as good, but back then they were like, wow, huh? look at all this shit. All right.
1: Interesting. I did read that Keanu Reeves, for that movie, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, he actually bought all of the stuntmen motorcycles. That's cool. He is a very generous guy. He is, and I think he donated
0: like 75% of his proceeds to a children's uh, cancer thing or something. And
1: PETA. He's a big too? animal lover too. God damn it. Is he it, I'm telling you. He just recently bought a house finally next door to Leonardo.
0: Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. He is in Tom on Tom Hanks level of karma credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I feel like if we read it in the newspaper that <laughs> Keanu Reeves punched a nun in the face, we would all go, What did that <gasps> nun do? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Tom Hanks. Like, you never hear him doing anything bad to anybody. Tom or,
1: Hanks or Tom Cruise?
0: Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. Not to a Tom Cruise, a whole other thing. Well,
1: I kind of read that Tom Hanks is a dick.
0: Really? Yeah. I never read that. Yeah. I heard he's like he, a really nice guy to everybody.
1: He, Yeah, not when like people ask for autographs and stuff.
0: Well, I mean, you, pick a, you see him on the wrong night, and you're all up in his grill looking for an autograph.
1: Hey, we made you. We made you. So if I want an autograph, you still got to show some
0: respect, <laughs> yeah, though. The I'd guy's be like, trying to I'm have like, dinner. Oh my God, Tom you, 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 calm, calm, yourself down there,
1: <laughs> Mister Hanks. Can I? Post oh, an autograph.
0: Have you seen Ready or Not yet?
1: I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailers. It looks
0: good. Yeah, it's it getting, does. Getting pretty decent reviews and making a nice, uh, good, a nice little uh, paycheck at the box office. It's sequel about time. Sequel already in the works.
1: Oh, okay. I like it. Well, I haven't even seen
0: that. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> what? you get the you get the premise though, right? Yeah, they to yeah. hunt her down and killer uh-huh. in a very weird steampunky kind of Victorian way. Yes, which is kind of cool looking. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks like they're on the Titanic or something. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I like yeah. that. Uh, Lee Whannell's Invisible Man adaptation has gotten a March 2020 release date. Yes, I'm into it.
1: There's another movie being released at the same time I saw.
0: What? What is it?
1: Uh, oh, God, what was it? Godzilla? Yes.
0: Fucking. Which one are you going to see? You go to the movie theater in March and you only get to see one movie.
1: <laughs> I'm picking Godzilla. I'm taking
0: The Invisible Man, <laughs> dude. I'm behind on that whole Godzilla thing. There's like four of those movies now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because with the King Kong comes in at one point.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah.
0: I need like a comprehensive list on what I need to watch. To get back caught up on the Godzilla Oh, God.
1: Situation. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's King Kong versus Godzilla. That's coming.
0: Well, after he <sighs> fights all these other things, he's going to have Lord, to go. Lord,
1: I have to pick a side, I guess.
0: I go Kong. I'm a Kong man, dude. I'm a, I'm a King Kong kind of a guy. I
1: love silverbacks, but I also grew up with Godzilla, so.
0: How do you take, <laughs> go- here's, here's the problem I have. I'm sorry. All right, I know we're getting off topic. Here's the problem I have. How do you take Godzilla seriously? How do you not look at that and say that is a small Asian man in a big stupid lizard suit jumping on a model train track? Oh,
1: see, I don't think that way. I can't not. I, I can't th- not at, see when that. When I see him, I just go, oh, he's so cute. He's stupid. I love lizards. I,
0: uh, you watch some of the original movies <laughs> where he starts like doing sign language. With all yeah, and you could see the rubber see- Yeah, it's all flopping around. Oh,
1: thank you for telling me that because there was something I watched yeah? to that effect, and I'll share it
0: with um, you. I'm excited to hear about yeah. it. <laughs> What else do we have here? Looks like stills are out of Nicolas Cage in the upcoming Color Out of Space, uh, HP Lovecraft adaptation.
1: (gasps) Did you see it? I I didn't want to see it. I
0: saw the pictures. Uh Uh-huh. Here's the thing, man, and I can already see what's going to happen here, and it's going to kind of suck. Um... What people don't often realize is that Stephen King borrows heavily from H.P. Oh, Lovecraft. Oh, you were
1: saying that. So
0: I think people are going to see this and they're going to be like, oh, it's a ripoff of The Mist. and fucking stupid. Hmm. Well, actually, The Mist is a ripoff of this. But I mean, they're both great, but one of them yeah. was written in the 1920s and one of them was written in the 1980s. Yeah, so there. So there, fucko. Yeah. But I could see people pitching a bitch about that. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, It looks good, like, visually. Uh From what I saw of, like, the the forest and the way Mm. it's going to warp and stuff, it looks pretty dope. Okay. Uh, Think, uh, what was that shitty movie? Annihilation. Uh, Oh. But, well, but now, without all the glimmery, fruity stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think more like a darker.
1: Oh, a darker version. Kind of
0: a, yeah. Okay. Check that out. I
1: could see that. I'm
0: pumped for it. I'm a H.P. Lovecraft kind of a dude. Lastly, uh, Keith David. Remember this guy? Yes. Here's a fun fact about Keith David. He once voiced the uh, comic book hero Spawn in an HBO Spawn animated series.
1: Oh, I could see that.
0: It's pretty dope. It was, uh-huh. pretty, it was pretty brutal and dark, too. Hmm. They went to some weird places for a cartoon. And now he's going to be voicing the same character for the, the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 downloadable content.
1: Oh, okay.
0: How cool is that?
1: Yeah, because he sounds scary. He does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but I got bad news to go along with that. Also, downloadable content for Mortal Kombat 11, the T-800 Terminator series.
1: Oh. Which
0: will not be voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. But really, any fool and his mom can do a Arnold Schwarzenegger impression.
1: Yeah. You don't need much.
0: Your clothes, your boots, your motorcycle. Give them to me. <laughs> there. <laughs> There you have it.
1: Pretty much.
0: There you have I'm de- I'm in, man. I'll do it for you. Okay. Uh, uh Nether Realm Studios. I'll do it for free, even. Huh? Just, just put my name in the Mortal Kombat credits. Good. Yeah. You close your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> Give them to me now. There. Done. Moving on. <laughs> all right, then, inmates. That's all we got on the horror news. Let's jump right into a little listener mail, please. Oh, boy. Mail coming at us.
1: Listener mail.
0: Oh, we got emails and voicemails, and actually, we don't have any mail. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh we have one email and one voicemail. Uh let's get right down to business here in Reno, Nevada. Actually, let's let's take a look at last week's term pterodome uh, matchups. Monica? Yes. Who do you think would win in a fight between Chucky and Damian Thorne? This is like a Sunday morning cartoon for horror dorks, really.
1: Yeah. Uh i'm gonna pick chucky that a
0: girl that's what i said too (laughs) what about the 30 days of night vampires versus the tremors
1: oh yeah i'm taking the 30 days that a girl because those guys will rip those things apart man
0: they're freaking worms, really. This yeah, big worms. and
1: if need be, they can turn a whole freaking village into vampires and they can take them out.
0: If Bert Gummer is your chief adversary, I think you're. I don't. I don't. I, we may be a little overrated. Michael Gross from uh, Family Ties, if that's your, your Captain Ahab, uh, What if... I'm not too worried about it.
1: They can turn the Tremors into a... Vampire
0: Tremors. (laughs) Oh, shit. Wow. Here comes your next sci-fi original. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trempires. Exactly. (laughs) Let's get to Reno, Nevada with our main man, Sean. Hi, Sean. Subject line, votes and movies. First, my votes. and singles, I don't see Damien winning this one, so my vote goes to Chucky... Yeah, I figured you would, Sean. Um, As for teams, I feel like the 30 Days of Night vampires are vicious and smart enough to take out the tremors without much issue. I have to agree with you there as well, sir. Uh, Okay, on to Ghost Team. While I have definitely seen worse movies, I feel like it's hard to find a good reason to spend your time on this movie. I also managed to see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark this past weekend. It was pretty decent. Nothing to rush out and see. I think this would have been better as an anthology television series or something rather than a movie. But I wouldn't consider it a waste of time. That's it for me, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Beautiful. Thanks for writing in, Sean. Those are pretty sound votes. I, have you, you haven't seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark yet?
1: I started it, but I stopped it. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's one you kind of have to see in a theater to get the full effect of.
1: Well, I think, for me, it just took, like, too long to get to the scary stuff. the scary stuff. stuff. I figured
0: that would be, too. That's what you get with Guillermo del Toro, man. Yeah.
1: You know? It was like the other movie.
0: Crimson Peak?
1: No, 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 no. The one we watched.
0: Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's always with the kid (laughs) stuff, you know? Always with the fairy tale stuff, Guillermo. It's fine. I get it. I'm into it sometimes. You just have to be in the mood for... A lot of weird kid stuff.
1: He must have a fetish for scaring kids. Because um, I could see how kids would be like, oh. I think I'm he, not going in my room, Mom.
0: I think he's got a soft spot for like fairy tale stuff. Mm. You know, uh, Devil's Backbone. You know,
1: you know that's El weird. Because my dad was, even though he liked horror movies, he yeah. always read fairy tale books.
0: Really? Yes. That is very strange. He
1: loved fairy tales.
0: Huh. Yeah. That's probably not something that he advertised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, let's keep that one on the back burner there. Don't want that one getting out, tell you that right now. Mm, people are gonna make fun of you. <laughs> All right on. Uh we got a voicemail here from the um the wicker man of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Alan Chacha. Ooh. Added Room, what's up? What's up, Alan? Uh, The, I don't know, Tylenol. Tylenol. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hope everybody's doing good. It was good to hear Crack House last week. Sure. he's doing good. He's very well. Anyway, Pterodon. What do you think? Give me Damien and the Vampires. Got it. Uh, That's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Alan. A couple of blowouts this week. Man. Two for Damien, two for the vampires. Right on, Alan. That, Thanks. my dear, is all we have on listener mail.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Confirming what I had already believed, that we are rapidly losing listeners. Where
1: is everyone?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure I offended them uh, at at some point. Why? Um, Possibly the uh, anti- uh,
1: Nobody should take anything we say seriously. To be honest with you,
0: I don't even know what... I'm sure I said something that pissed everybody off. <laughs> it's fine. Good. I didn't want... I'm looking for a way to stop doing this podcast anyway. fine,
1: people. Go ahead. That way.
0: We need a break anyway. God damn it. <laughs> Are you ready to get into a movie, Miss Mon? Do you have anything for Alan or Sean, by the way? Thanks, you two. Yeah. Thanks,
1: lo- our loyal listeners. Love you
0: two guys. Yeah. Everybody else, go F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> i'm kidding i think most of them are just tuning into the live show now so thus they don't really feel the need because they're interacting with us directly yeah because that is cool they don't really (laughs) feel the need to write or call in anymore so
1: they can tell us off while we're live Uh,
0: i'd appreciate it if i offend you tell me to go fuck myself but do it to my face okay Uh at least that way i can be like what did i really say oh yeah i was drunk i'm sorry all right, let's get ourselves into a little videodrome here, Monica. All right. Did you bring your stomach vagina? Yes, I did. Good, because I brought my bleeding asshole cass- cassette oh, tapes. Oh,
1: boy.
3: Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He has been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality.
2: Let's I dream. I
3: soon to his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh videodrome is seducing max wren please come to me now come to nikki and max wren can do nothing to stop it what makes you think i need help None of our test subjects has returned to normality. Television can change your mind. Videodrome will change your body. Long live the new flesh. It will shatter your reality. Videodrome. 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 Starring Deborah Harry and James Woods, a shocking new vision from the creator of Scanners, coming soon to a theater near you from Universal Pictures.
0: That's right, inmates, we're talking about Videodrome from 1983. This one is written and directed by the David Cronenberg, came in at 7.3 stars on IMDb, got an R rating, and it stars the James Woods, mm-hmm. Deborah Harry, whom you may know from Blondie, the uh, iconic 80s pop group that only had one hit song, and uh, Sonia Smiths, who I have never heard of in, before in my life. Was that the old lady? That was Bianca oh okay Bianca Oblivion uh-huh. for all you video Videodrome heads out there um I'd like to think that she's somehow related to Jimmy Smits oh, from Dexter okay. I don't know I don't know that that's an actual thing I didn't bother to do any research on this on the anarchy. and that one too mm-hmm. and uh various that that's a guy that doesn't age you notice that he's been doing movies since I was a kid because you know why what I just said what? he's always
1: remains like like not a heavy or
0: skinny actor. he's got he's some stocky, some heft to him so
1: stocky people
0: never age i like me. you're not stocky <laughs> well i'm you, know, you are not she's not stocky i never my weight never changes so. and your microphone is not on by the <laughs> way uh for those of you tuning into the podcast monica is here uh i've just opted to uh ignore her completely but
1: not here troy sorry troy see. nobody mm-hmm.
0: um I don't know. I don't know why he says he's at work, but uh, he may be cheating on us with another podcast. Mm. I can't confirm or deny that at this point. Mm. But I will be parked in his driveway later on tonight. Back to Videodrome, you crazies. <laughs> yes. Hey, Scarlett's in the house. What's Hi, up, Scarlet? We're talking about Videodrome from 1983. Mm-hmm. So this is a very strange... I want to I wanna say this movie is set in the future, circa 1983, but it's really not because... Oh. We're stuck with 1983 technology, and there's no kind of... I feel like it's more of like a neolithic, uh, voyeuristic societal future, if that makes any sense at all. That was a lot of big words for the D-man right there. But the, Write that down, why don't you? Um, so we start with uh, James Woods, who plays the the protagonist, guy by the name of Max Wren. Uh, he is... I guess you call him a partner in a television network called uh, Civic Television, Channel 83, which to me feels like a shitty Roku channel. Yes. Uh, a lot of weird stuff going on on old Channel 83. But the reason mm-hmm. I say that this might be set in the future is because we have like a lot of video technology that I feel like wouldn't have been as prevalent in 1983. For example, our opening scene involves Max being woken up by a... VCR alarm clock type of a deal. And his uh secretary, I guess, like pre records wake up messages for him yeah. in a weird way. So like uh he wakes up and his he's, he's looking directly at his secretary, who oddly enough is named Brighty. Y- yeah, Brighty, as Bridie. in you know, getting married, Bride. I, at first I thought she was saying her name was Friday, which would be <laughs> there's a porn star named Friday that I am very much a fan of, I enjoy her work, but her name is brighty and she's like, "Good morning, Max. Get your sorry ass out of bed. You've got a uh, mm-hmm. thing with the thing, and you got to go to the meeting and stuff mm-hmm. like that." And he's like, Bleh. "James wood circa nineteen eighty three, hot or not? No. Why not? No. Why not? No. James, one.
1: I for me, he, I
0: he was athlete He had like a nice athletic.
1: You know what movie ruined it for me with him? Huh? Oh uh, uh, no,
0: no, 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 uh The Straw Dogs remake." No. Okay. Casino.
1: Yes. Yeah, why? That's how I picture. He played. James okay.
0: Okay. okay. Me in All right. Real life it, well, that's not how he head. is in real. <laughs> yeah. I know. But when? Okay. See here. Here's the problem with Monica. If you're if you're like an actor, like even a successful one, if you play a loser one time, she zeroes in on the loser that you played, and that's you. That's as far as you go. You're just that loser from that movie. You could play the Wolf of Wall Street next week. You're still the loser from Idle Hands or whatever no, the fuck you were in. he
1: is a good actor. He is. I like it. Oh, what was the other movie he played a shitty guy uh, with De Niro? Uh, Once Upon a Time in America? In Brooklyn. In, right? I, yeah.
0: Was I, he in that one?
1: Yeah, he was uh, the partner.
0: Yes. He was a good... He was, I, I feel like... Okay. He
1: took the girl away from De Niro in the That movie. was in Casino. No, no, no. In Casino, In casino also He's
0: known but for cock blocking De Niro yeah. Which means you know That he's a bad he's motherfucker a He's got a big schlong yeah. He was always like my ray of hope Because he's not an attractive man I'll tell you right now He's got pock marks on his he, face yeah. But he carries himself with confidence And he you know Brings it with, to, with the rolls mm-hmm. And I was like dude If James Woods is a bad bitch Then I can be a bad <laughs> bitch too I'm not nearly on the level of James Woods, <laughs> mind you, So, but he's like my canary in a coal mine, so Aww. to speak. All right, anyway, uh, James Woods, playing a sleazy network exec known as Max Wren, wakes up to his video uh, alarm clock thing, mm-hmm. which I don't think anybody else had access to in 1983. So it's it's funny to me when mm-hmm. we watch these old movies mm-hmm. and they portray like radical new technology. Yes. For example, Die Hard. Remember Die Hard? Mm Mm-hmm. When uh, Bruce Willis Willis. (laughs) walks into uh, Nakatomi Plaza, Mm -hmm. and they have the touchscreens. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, look at this. This is cutting edge stuff and i'm watching this in my living room going
1: whoa you just touched the fucking screen man Where's that at it's
0: here we have those well
1: no i know but back then we were thinking
0: i know we were like holy crap they have goddamn touch screens it's Mm -hmm. fucking crazy anyway uh so he's got his video alarm clock he wakes up he has a appointment later that day uh, with, like, a Japanese film group, and it's very exciting. So, mm-hmm. but it seems exciting, except, Monica, I want you to know how much I appreciated your rant about hereditary the other day. It made me feel less alone. Okay, okay, so now all of a sudden we have a group of hereditary haters, which I don't feel is fair because her hate. Scarlett, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to video drone in two seconds. Scarlett, let me explain something to you. Monica's hatred for hereditary is based solely on the weird-looking little girl. If you remove her from the equation and put a regular-looking little girl in there, Monica's going to love that movie. No. Oh, yes, no, you will. No, Oh, yes, you will. the
1: brother was hideous. The There's whole nothing cat, wrong with the brother. Oh, my God. He had, like, five-inch-thick eyebrows. I felt like I was looking at Groucho or He's something.
0: supposed to be Gabriel Byrne's son, who also has giant eyebrows. No, he doesn't. I
1: was one, yeah was so I was like, uh,
0: "Do I swat it or do I wait till that it goes kid away?" Look
1: like he came from another family.
0: That was a great movie, Scarlett. You no. know it was. Yes, oh. I, 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 we got to watch uh, Midsummer now, oh. which is supposed to tie into Hereditary. Oh, That's a whole. We're going to do a we're going to do, well, do a whole thing on Hereditary, <laughs> Scarlett. Hereditary coming at you. I'm going to walk you. Th- I'm going to tell you how great the movie is. Oh. All right, now she's full of hate, Scarlett. Don't you worry about it. she's. <laughs> On the on the level of hatred that comes out of this one. Boom. Thank you, Troy. Hereditary was great. Alright. Back to Video Drome. You goddamn maniacs. Uh, so he goes, this is like a seedy meeting. You know what I'm saying? He goes to like this crazy crackhead hotel. This whole thing takes place in Toronto. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that. Every, uh, David Cronenberg movie takes place in Toronto. Yeah, or, that's weird. It, well, he's Canadian. Oh, is so, that why? Yeah. It's either, uh, Canadian or Toronto or one of the suburbs. Oh, okay. But, uh, he goes to the seedy mm-hmm. motel and meets with these Japanese dudes about a, uh, thirteen episode with a possible six more episode series out of Japan. Um, mm. yeah. it's it's weird. This uh, it, it's called Samurai Dreams, and they're about. Oh, let me play it for you. You're gonna love it. He's like, ah, let me just watch the last episode. That's the only one that matters. So they mm-hmm. pop the last episode in, and basically all we get to see is a geisha, geisha, whatever you call that, uh, breaking out a dildo that is disguised as an action figure in you know, going to town on said dildo. And it's very uh, soft. It's very, um, there's like a lot of jazz flute in the back, pan flute. I don't know what the fuck that is. But it's very, it's very, uh, oh. I mean, I could beat off to it. I'm going to choose not to because it's very, uh, I feel like uh, like young ladies would want to pleasure themselves to this. Hmm. Oh, it ties in. I'll buy the Blu-ray light. Mm-hmm. That bitch on fire. Oh, come on, Scarlett. It's Mm -hmm. not that bad. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Back to Videodrome, you hereditary (laughs) haters. Haters of fine cinema, Scarlett and Monica. Um, So he's like, okay, great. We'll do it. So he takes the 13-episode series back to his fellow execs at Civic TV, and they watch it, and they're like, this is what I miss about the 80s, the sleazy executives. All right, uh-huh. you always had them like lounging around a boardroom, chain smoking. There was always like a thick cloud of cigarette smoke going on, mm. and um, that's how you knew they were sleazy. And they're talking oh, that chick's got a nice ass. Oh, you got a, the, the, the tits on that one. And as Max is walking into the uh, the Civic TV studios, he's like slapping asses, and uh, he meets his secretary, and she's chain smoking, and she's like, hey. Uh the models here, she's got a great set of tits, you should look at her and stuff like this, which is very sleazy. So that's great. I miss that. We don't see that anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. I'd be okay with that.
0: I know, but yeah. with <laughs> you know, today's audience they'd be like, I'm offended.
1: I Boy, know, right?
2: He touched her inappropriately without oh her my consent. God.
1: Yeah, you can smack my butt, but not my boob. Like, don't grab my boob. That's too much. You hear that?
0: <laughs> yeah, hear that, buddy. I know you're watching. Don't do it. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, uh, they kind of give it a once over, and they're like, "Well, it's kind of boring, but you know, if we need content, we'll put it on." Mm-hmm. So now we're going to cut to later that day. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt's in the house. Crack house. Matt is in the yeah. house. Yeah. So cut to later that day. Max actually has a. Um, a TV spot that he's doing. He's going to do like a daytime talk show with a couple other guests and the host is going to interview him about the sleazier, more violent, disgusting content that is coming out of Channel 83. So mm-hmm. he goes to this, he, he meets his co-panelers, co-guests, whatever you call them. Um, one of them is a radio show a host named Nikki Brand, played mm-hmm. by Deborah Harry. Mm-hmm. Never found her that attractive, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, I... I didn't. I never did. But in this movie, I thought she looked great with you, the red hair. You
0: think so? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was red. I thought it was more of a brownish mm, kind of like a thing. A was it reddish, red? Like yeah. a tint kind of mm-hmm. a thing? Never found her that attractive. Um, found her even less attractive in this movie. Oh, and I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to okay. that in two seconds. Uh, <laughs> so that's one of his co-hosts. His radio show host, Nikki Brand. The other one is a. Uh, television. Somebody like um, what do you call that? Like uh, doing a remote into the show, Mm. i.e., they're appearing via television,
1: Mm -hmm. like Skype, like
0: yeah, kind of like a Skype thing, skyping into the show via um, television, network interlay, kind of a thing. (laughs) I don't, I don't even know what you call that anymore uh got professor brian oblivion mm-hmm. that obviously is not his real name of course so those are the three guests uh max being the sleazy son of a bitch that he is walks in and immediately starts hitting on Nikki. Mm-hmm. um so now we're going to get into the actual show the host starts grilling max about oh you put out this sleazy sexy content why do you do it do you feel like it's affecting society Max handles himself very well. He's like, no, I feel like it's a healthy outlet to keep people from actually acting on these urges and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you know, we're a smaller network and we need the the audience so it's more economic than anything else. And then we cut to Nikki and she's like, well, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's wrong and it's evil and stuff like that. And then Max is like, well, then why are you wearing that dress? Now, funny thing about this scene, the dress that she is wearing is tantamount to like a Muslim dress. Uh, it, it he's acting like the dress is very sexy. Mm-mm. It's not. Nope. It looks like a ski parka. Is what I'm telling you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you wore that dress to entice and, and attract.
1: You know what? It was a D Wallace dress. It was a D Wallace, Wallace dress. dress.
0: Really, <laughs> is what it was. It looked like she just took like got like a red, it's a red dress. She got like a red sheet, mm-hmm. s- like stood up and then did like a. Brrrr, brrr, <laughs> so And then like, oh, I got my arms coming out of here so I can move stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much the way the the dress fitter, I didn't find it attractive at all. but no, he, it Max wasn't is, even slutty. No, not at uh-huh. all. But Max is like, oh, you wore that dress to attract a certain demographic, didn't you? Oh, your boobs and your butt and your blah, blah, blah. And Nikki's like, yeah, actually I did because I need the audience and stuff like that. Let's have a crossover where we bitch at each other about Hereditary for an hour. <laughs> we can do that, Scarlett. Yeah. I can yell and scream as loud as you'd like me to. <laughs> okay, so the funny thing, though, is mm-hmm. that the host then cuts to Brian Oblivion and starts talking to him. He's giving very formulaic answers about things. While that's going on, there's like the dim of conversation behind him because Max continues to hit on Nikki Brandt. It cut back to them and Nikki's like, Max is making me uncomfortable right now. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like Mm. she's being like sexually harassed in some way. Whoa. I feel like there's some sexual harassment happening in my house right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of these lives we need to talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Connor... We did that like three weeks ago. Yeah. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Go scroll through our live feed. You'll find that. Uh, So that's kind of wacky. Now, this is the part where things get even wackier, because from there, we're going to cut to um, Max. He has another uh, kind of a meeting, I guess, with this weird old German lady, Mm -hmm. who I guess is some kind of a film producer or TV producer, and she's got her own set of series that she wants to get on... uh, um channel 83 mm-hmm. it's called uh what was it Dion- dionysus Ap- apollyon or something like that yeah something weird
1: and i just realized channel 83 and the movie was made in 83
0: oh yeah ah! that makes sense <laughs> i did not get that i did I she just got, got it, it. I, I didn't get now. that i did not get it so there's that good job hey good job
2: Ooh. uh
0: so She's got this. It's this weird Caligula thing. Mm-hmm. Max watches it. It's basically like soft porn where everybody's wearing togas. Yeah. Uh, he's like, "What's the plot of this?" And she's like, "It is beautiful and rare and violent and the He's like, "I'm not. I don't think this is going to work." But uh, why don't you just hang out? We'll see what else we can put together for you. And she's like, mm-hmm. "What if, Max, what if you could produce your own show? This is a terrible German accent. I, I know. I apologize. <laughs> it's like, Max, what if you could produce your own show? You, I will be your talent scout and stuff like that. He's like, well, yeah, whatever. I know I'm sorry, Sven. That's it. That's the best I can do for you. And one of these days, I'm going to perfect the German accent. And then people are going to start accusing me of being a white supremacist or something like that. <laughs> So, from there, we're just getting a shadier and sleazier picture of Max Wren is what we're doing here. So sleazy, in fact, that he actually has himself a good friend. It was not Cajun, Troy. Come on, man.
1: Did that sound Cajun to you? No, but I don't know what that really sounds like.
0: I'm I'm known for my vocal talents. Where's Tom Hardy when I need him? Um, Come on. All right. All right. Forget it. Uh, so from there we go to, <laughs> uh, we find out that Max actually has this weird video pirate friend, mm. sleazy type of a dude. Mm. And he operates out of like this weird workshop with a lot of tools on the background mm. guy by the name of Harlan. So he goes and sees mm. Harlan and he's like, Harlan, uh, I need some new content. The old German mm. lady isn't doing much. And, uh, the Japanese guys aren't doing much. What do you got for me? And Harlan's like, dude i got something for you it's gonna blow your fucking mind check Mm -hmm. this shit out what i have here is something that i pirated off a malaysian uh frequency relay type of a thing it's called videodrome Mm -hmm. what videodrome yes let me check it out i only got 53 seconds of it dude so you gotta tune in and check it right out so he hits the 53 seconds now if you're paying attention, you'll notice that Harlan kind of moseys off into the background while Videodrome is playing. Vide- Videodrome is basically 53 seconds of a random um, Asian chick being tortured by some dudes in mm-hmm. masks and chained to this weird clay wall type of a thing and mm. whipped with stuff.
1: Kind of looks like the back of your wall.
0: Yeah, A little bit. Same yeah. co- Same <laughs> color over here. I'm I hate this. I'm going to I'm going to paint over this. I hate it. I liked it when I put it up. Now I hate it. It's sorry. Anyway. Um so that's it. 53 seconds of that and Max is like, "Whoa. That just blew my mind, man. There's no plot. There's no uh he's assuming that these are actors and that they're, you know, just doing whatever mm-hmm. uh he's like that was great you couldn't tell that they were acting she really sold it and these guys in the mass are great and this weird clay wall there's like scratch marks on the clay and like where people have punched it and stuff it like, just blew my mind whoa i gotta get more of this this is exactly what we're looking for so harlan's like dude i'll do what i can for you it's like on a weird malaysian relay i'm gonna try and track it down and we'll see what we can do for it mm-hmm. okay now we're. Just, I, I guess we're going to skip ahead a little bit because things get kind of weird. Basically, Nikki Brand is doing her radio show in full jazzercise regalia, which makes me think that she is actually doing like the the Susan um, <laughs> Su, Suzanne <laughs> Summers. The, what
1: was that called? The, the thigh, thigh
0: Master. master. <laughs> while she's doing the the radio show, we don't actually get to see that part of the the show. I would love to see that, but we don't. Um, <laughs> And Max just kind of shows up at her radio show, and he's like, "That's what he does, pretty and then much." She
1: got like a dirty look on. Yeah, her she's face, she's like, like, "What are you doing here?"
0: Cut to his apartment. For, yeah. fourteen minutes which later, Which
1: was odd. Which was very odd. Yeah,
0: little bit of a little bit of a jump here. I don't know what happened, but apparently, all you have to do to get in bed with Deborah Harry is. <laughs> Which is creepy. That's a little creepy. But that's exactly what he did. He does that and then cut to his apartment. She's now at his apartment. And uh, for, first, li- first line of dialogue. Oh, yeah. From the apartment. From Nikki Brand at his apartment. Got any porno?
1: That sounds like me. It puts me in the mood. Where
0: do I find a girl like that? <laughs> Walks right in, starts going through my DVD collection uh anal busters 12 do yeah that's one of my favorites do you have that one <laughs> hold on hold on i'm gonna get monica on the phone I know, she, I know she i know she has it if i don't if she hasn't already given it to me she's holding oh. on to it i'll get it for you i could watch hit chicks doing the thigh master for longer hot than I hot chicks than i'd care to admit i agree matt so that's kind of wacky and we get right into f- fucking freaksville here um He's like, uh, oh, does that get you in the mood? Does it? And then she just starts going through his video cassette collection, which I believe was more Betamax than anything, because it was those little, yeah, those little t- tiny cassettes. Mm. And uh, she pulls out one, and she's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, that's Videodrome. Check it out." So I guess at some point between he- there and here, um, Harlan has been like burning or scrubbing or whatever you do, putting Videodrome on cassette tapes for Max to watch. So he's like, oh, it's video drum. I don't know if you're ready for that. And she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Put it on there. Please. He's like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of torture porny kind of a way. So they put it on, and Nikki's getting all hot and bothered. She's like, oh, first thing she says, take out your pocket knife and cut me right here a little bit. Max is like, <laughs> 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 oh, uh, is that that, that's what we're doing? We're going right to, okay, all right. <laughs> So it's like, is that kind of weird? And so he like pulls her hair back and she's got a bunch of other gash marks there. So he's like, whoa, hey, looks like you've been having that yourself there a little bit. And he's like, it really turns me on a little bit of pain. Just, you want to try something new? Cut to them, of course, having sex on the bedroom or the living room floor there. Mm-hmm. Um, in a weird way uh, where Max is nowhere near penetration. It's that it's that weird 80s sex where it's like, um, you know, you got like the the... Pelvises aren't nearly lined up for any kind. They're not having sex. And if you know anything about sex, (laughs) you know that's not happening because (laughs) there's no way he could, from that angle.
1: They were probably respectable back then.
0: You know, you put a, just, you know, I mean. Dry hump. Dry hump. It wasn't even that, Troy. No. (laughs) It was like a weird kind of.
1: He's like, I'll stay over here. Uh, My penis will stay on the outside of your
0: Die. I'm a, I'm gonna hump your leg for a good twenty <laughs> seconds and get sweaty. That's that's what we're gonna do. That's what they do. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's it's whatever. <laughs> so from there, we have Max, who is now on like this obsessive mission to track down Videodrome and bring it to the network. Uh, he's up Harlan's ass. Hey, did you get any more of that footage? Mm-hmm. What's going on? How can I find it? Uh, Harlan actually tracks down the weird Malaysian pirate signal to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Somehow they bounced it off a relay or some crap, I don't know, but it's actually coming from Pittsburgh. So Max tells Nikki, oh, it's actually in Pittsburgh, that's great. Says, oh, okay, great, Pittsburgh. So uh, a few nights later, Nikki's over at Max's house, and they have sex again in a very strange way, and then Nikki's like, hey, I'm going to go out of town for a little bit, I got a off-duty assignment, and mm-hmm. I'm going to Pittsburgh, and Max is like, oh, I'm a Videodrome, huh? And she's like, yeah, I actually have an audition for Videodrome. And he's like, oh, cool. Hey, wait a minute. Those guys are weird. You better stay away from them. Okay, here's one of the problems I have with this movie. Okay. okay. So Max is feverishly trying to track down the origins of Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Nikki, all by herself and without telling Max anything, somehow landed on an audition with Videodrome. Instead of Max being like, whoa, you can, okay, put me in touch with those guys. Mm -hmm. Instead, he just jumps on her and he's like, don't go anywhere near them. They're crazy. They're all fucking nuts. They're going to kill you and choke you and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you want to get a hold of the Videodrome guys and she somehow got an audition. Go with her. You should either A, go with her, or Mm -hmm. B, get the contact info so then you can put it on the network or whatever. I think
1: that's what she was hoping for, that he was going to say, but... Well, he this kind is, of, was like, of course,
0: this is sleazy James Woods, so he's like, well, I'm sorry, babe. Hmm, you're on your own. I'm too busy smoking <laughs> cigarettes and slapping the ass of secretaries. So, as is fine, the pelvic switch, you're exactly right, <laughs> Troy. He's pumping it. You know what I'm talking about, Sven? Where, like, the if you watch softcore porn, you'll notice that there's actually no possible way for penetration to occur, because they're like... My dick's up here and your vag is down there, so we're going to kind of... I mean, if you're 12 years old and you're not familiar with the actual schematics of sex, you might be able to beat off to it. It, Enough about that. So, uh, Nikki disappears for a couple weeks, and Max is, in the meantime, now starting to hallucinate. Um,
1: Which I thought it was weird that he never once was like, where is this bitch? I thought she was my girl. Yeah, no, he doesn't
0: give a shit. He's sleazy. He's sleazy, 80s. James (laughs) James <laughs> Woods, Max Wren. So yeah. when you're sleazy, you don't really, you're more, more focused on like the corporate America stuff. <laughs> so that's well and good. Um, he's trying to, still trying to track down Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes and he has another meeting with his, uh, the weird old German lady. And he's like, hey, man, I know, I think you know ways to get a hold of people and things to figure out. F- see what you can do about Videodrome. And if you find it, then I'll buy the weird, uh, dionysus uh caligula nero thing mm-hmm. and we'll make it a full option deal and you'll get paid also so she's like okay max mm-hmm. i will see mm-hmm. what i can do how's that for german mm-hmm. a little bit better a little mm. bit better than the cajun <laughs> very well max i will see what i can do for you and if i find should find said uh, video drone then you will pay me handsomely for my services that's spot on German.
1: That was better. Spot on German. That was better.
0: All right. Enough, enough with the vocal stylings. Uh, so he's like, yeah, I see what you can do. Uh, now we kick in with some hallucinations. So the first one he has is that he's uh, he's developing like what he thinks is a rash in between his belly button and his sternum. Mm-hmm. So he's like scratching at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's watching TV and for some reason he is now wearing a shoulder holster with a 38 uh, snub nose. <laughs> Not sure exactly why or why? where that came into play, but that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Some guys just want to have a gun around from time to time to ha- just to have one. And he's scratching the uh the rash area there with the gun. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden he looks down, he's got a full-on uh vagina, I guess for ah. lack for lack of a better term. He's got like a he's got like an opening going uh-huh. from his belly button to his sternum and it's I mean, it doesn't have like a clitoris type of a thing, but I'm not going to say I would have sex with James Woods' stomach vagina. But don't hey, don't look at me like don't no, judge me. No, I was th-
1: I was like I would have been jumping out of my chair, going, "What the? fuck?
0: You want to have that looked at as soon as possible? Exactly. He's like, what does he do instead? <laughs> He goes knuckle knuckle deep up in there, man. He just says, I'm going to dig it out. I'm going to see what's going on up in here. And from the looks of it, he's having like a weird stomach vag orgasm. That's what I thought, right? Dude, he takes the gun and sticks it in the weirdo stomach vag. No lube, mind you. No lube.
1: I was wondering if... If this is what we would do too instead of going to the uh, doctor we'd be like um
0: well i mean oh, i what mean is this? i mean if i'm given a little <laughs> fiddle on the diddle then i'm and gonna it and it feels junk. good i mean i'm not gonna go with a firearm <laughs> for my first insertion that's a bit much schwarzenegger would be proud right. thank you very much <laughs> That's a bit much, man, but uh, that's exactly what he does. He takes his thirty eight, sticks it in his weird uh, stomach vag, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. He's basically blowing a load. Uh, Halfway through this, though, there's a knock on the door, and he's like, what? And then he looks at his hand. The gun is gone. So Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I'm hallucinating. He starts like rummaging around the house trying to find the gun. It's gone. It's nowhere to be seen. Holy shit. He has inserted said gun into his stomach vag. Which is bizarro and disgusting and wrong in ways that we cannot uh, Mm -hmm. fully describe here on uh, the Psycho Bunny death cult. Um, Anyway, so he's like, what the fuck? Opens the door. It's actually the uh, secretary. And she comes in. She's like, Jesus Christ, Max, you're not looking Mm -hmm. very good. Uh, Apparently, the routine for these two is that she pre-records her little wake-up call message and then drops it off at night. And then he pops it in, sets a timer, and then that's it. Yeah. This is a level of secretariness that is no longer present today. Mm. I, if I don't have a secretary, but if I, if I was the boss and you were my mm-hmm. secretary, would you go to those kind of lengths to uh, make sure that I was waking up on time?
1: Well, if I liked you and, made sh- and had to make sure that you were there to write me my paycheck, yeah.
0: In other words, <laughs> no, she would not. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not is what she's trying to tell you. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her for one minute. If I'm a, sec- if I'm a hot 20- 25-year-old secretary and my boss is like, hey, come make me a personal videotape and come over to my house. We're, we need to talk about my Christmas bonus first, fuckface.
1: Or how much are you offering? Yeah. Yeah. What kind
0: of video are you looking for, creepo? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but here's the, here's the even better part. <laughs> as soon as she sees Max, she's like, do you want me to stay over? Because you don't look too good. Of course I want you to stay over. I'm going to try to have sex with you. <laughs> but um, he gets rid of her. He <laughs> has another hallucination where he slaps her. It doesn't actually happen. She's like, you're weird. I'm getting out of here. Uh, so he's like, oh, I got to track down the source of this video drum. <laughs> So, uh, he goes and sets up another meeting with the old German lady. And the Mm -hmm. old German lady comes back and she's like, The source of the Videodrome is none other than uh, Professor Brian Oblivion. You need to speak to him immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you'll remember Brian Oblivion was the weird talking head on the TV, inside the TV. Mm -hmm. We find out that um, the only way that he will appear is from a TV, even if it's on TV. Which is very strange. Yeah. She's got like this whole philosophy behind it. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It has to do with, oh, fuck me, reality perception. Um, if you only watch TV, then TV becomes your reality. And since people are watching more and more TV, then TV is the new reality. It, it, if you're really paying attention, it's sort of half ass makes sense. Really, I suggest you either smoke a lot of weed or do Quaaludes before you watch this movie. It'll make it go by a lot faster. Regardless, uh, he tracks down uh, Professor Brian Oblivion's daughter, Mm -hmm. Bianca Oblivion. Now, none of that part is covered in the movie. All we do is cut to a homeless shelter where Max is walking around and he's trying to track down uh, Bianca Oblivion who apparently works at this homeless shelter. Tracks her down. He's like... And this is a very strange homeless shelter, man. It's like cubicles where bums can just watch TV, and that's all they do at this homeless shelter. Um, I guess there's food, and there might be like... uh,
1: I felt like this was the, uh, what do you call it, the little rooms in the porno... The
0: porno... porno, uh, Yeah, the booth. The glory holes is what it is. That's what I felt like. Except they're not watching porn. They're watching like... uh, daytime soaps or something it's it's (laughs) not even boner worthy really it doesn't make any sense but he's like this is the weirdest goddamn fucking homeless shelter ever tracks down bianca oblivion she takes him upstairs to this very extravagant Mm -hmm. office it's got like all these weird plants and expensive furniture and stuff and she's like you've been sent to kill me haven't you he's like no my name is max wren uh i work for channel 83 i'm trying to track down your dad because i want to know more about uh uh video drum yeah. so she's like well my dad doesn't only he only he only like sees people he will send you a monologue message so give me your address uh let me know what your questions are i'll send them to him and if he feels like it he'll send you a video of video monologue so very that awesome. that is very bizarre and yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all hey landry how are you babe Um, So he's like, what the fuck is, all right, here's my questions. Where's Videodrome? How do I track down the creators? How do I get them on my network? Uh, Cut to a couple days later, again, Mm. the secretary shows up at um, uh, Max's house, and she's like, Max, you look even worse now Mm. than you did before. You want me to stay over? He's like, no, 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 I'm good. More hallucinations. They get even weirder with the stomach, vagina, and stuff like that. Uh, she now has a pre-recorded videotape from Professor Brian Oblivion. Hi, Aaron. So she's like, hey, dude, check this out. Um, it was insisted that I give hand this to you personally, so here it is. Mm. So he pops it in. It's one of Brian Oblivion's monologues. And he basically says, uh, oh, boy, I'm going to paraphrase the shit out of this because this is pretty long-winded and it doesn't make a lot of sense if you're actually listening to the monologue make a long story short, he's saying that um, he only has so much time to live because he has a brain tumor. He thinks that Videodrome was the source of the brain tumor because he started hallucinating after he saw uh, Videodrome. But then, after further thought, he realized that he was hallucinating because of Videodrome. I.e., the tumor was there, Videodrome activated it, and now Videodrome is kind of controlling his head, and now he's kind of worried about that, so... Best that Max should just leave Videodrome completely alone. All right. That makes sense. Uh, but unfortunately, Max sees this and he's like, well, now I really got to find Videodrome. Because no. I'm having the hallucinations too and I got to get to the bottom of this horse shit immediately. So he goes back to Bianca Oblivion. He's like, dude, let me talk to your dad right fucking now because I need to talk to him because I'm having the same situation that he had. So she's like, okay, you want to talk to him? Come on. He's right here in the back. So she opens up the back room. <laughs> it's nothing but hours and hours and hours of videotape cassettes, like whole archives of them. She's like, yeah, man. Uh, sorry to burst your bubble, but my dad died about four years ago, and it was because of the Videodrome tumor that he had, and um, we've been kind of using him as a figurehead, and we have all this hours, these hours and hours of archive tapes. He made like five or six tapes a day before he died, and we just kind of splice them together and edit them together. And then that's how he appears on all the uh, TV shows. Very odd. Why? That is a whole lot of calories burnt right there. Yeah. Why well, even w- bother? <laughs> yeah. I would love to think that at some point after I die, somebody goes through all these podcasts and all these live feeds and makes like some kind of a weird ghost out of me. I have nothing important to say about <laughs> anything. All I do is make fart jokes and talk about horror movies. <laughs> But if my son or daughter wants to somehow create a weird Professor Darian Oblivion type of a thing, then get a job. (laughs) Find something better to do with your time. I love you, but please find something better to do with your time. I'm sorry. You should probably do that. All right. So he's like, oh, well, fuck then, man. What am I? He doesn't know. He's dead already because of the brain tumor, which I probably now have also. So fucking fuck. So he goes back to his uh, sleazy apartment, and he's like, oh, crap. Uh, he gets a videotape from Nikki Brand, the DJ, the yeah, the DJ, from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So he pops it in, and he's like, it's like a mm-hmm. weird uh, ring-esque type of a video where it's like a lot of close-ups of her face. And she's like, oh, Max, you should come in here. It's great. And then the the TV screen starts, like, morphing and, like, uh, Debbie Harry's lips are like coming out at him, and he's like trying to stick his head in her mouth. It's kind of weird. And he's like, da, da. and he's like, oh, 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 it's very pornographic. It's fucking bizarro. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, God. And then, of course, he wakes up in his bed, and he's got the stomach vagina. So he, of course, starts like fingering the stomach vagina. He's probably wanting to get the gun out of him because that's gr- <laughs> you don't want that type of a thing in you. <laughs> Uh, while that's happening, though, um, another like videotape thing pops up. There's a lot of like weird um, like random TV video messages.
2: Robert hey, Robert's
0: says, in the house. I love video it. Robert, can you explain it to us? Because I'm doing a shit job of it, sir. So maybe you have some insight. Uh, we get another video message from a guy named uh, Barry Convex. And Barry pops up on his screen. He's like, Max, like to talk to you about Videodrome. My car's outside waiting for you. Come on down. So Max goes out there, and there's a limo sitting outside of his apartment building. Hops in the limo. There's another video message from Barry, uh, in the in the the limo TV thing, and Barry's like, "Max, we're the producers of Videodrome. We <laughs> operate under the uh, the disguise of what was it? Spectacular Optical. We make missile guidance systems and cheap eyeglasses. So." Where my car's gonna bring you to me, and we're gonna—I'm gonna tell you all about Videodrome. So Max is like, "Oh Jesus Christ! Thank, thank God for that, because I can't handle this anymore." Whew. Takes him to like a weird optometrist in the middle of the night, mind you, in downtown Toronto. Goes in there, and here comes Barry Convex. He's like this old white guy in a business suit, and he's like, "Max, I know you've been hallucinating." I'm going to put this bizarro helmet on your face, and we're going to record your hallucinations Oof. for further study. Mm-mm. So Max is like, yeah, okay, and then you can take this shit out of me and make it so I don't do this anyways. Absolutely. So he puts this ridiculous helmet on him. looks like some kind of a saw contraption. It starts, like, pulsating and stuff. And uh, Max has a hallucination, which is recorded. It's basically uh, him and Nikki having sex in the weird videodrome clay um, chamber thing which is wonderful. And mm-hmm. then Max wakes up back in his bedroom. Again, and he's like, "Oh, again with the stomach vagina." So he's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ." Uh goes back to Skeptical or Spectacular Audio or Spectacular op- Optical is the name of the company. Yeah. Which is it's it's a it's an optometrist office. You go there to buy eyeglasses and get your eyes checked. Yeah. He goes in there and Good. there's like a bunch of people and he's like, "Hey, I'm just here uh Looking for... Uh, uh, I'm just looking. Don't mind me. And then when the doctor's like got his back turned, he goes into the back room. And this is where we find out that Harlan, the weird video pirate kid, mm-hmm. is actually working for Spectacular Optical. So... I keep wanting to say optometrist. Spectacular (laughs) optical. So Harlan's back there. He's like, hey, Maxie, what's going on, big guy? Uh, He keeps calling him Patron and making all these weird Mexican statements. Yeah. ICC Patron. Um, So he's like, "Uh, Harlan, what's going on with the Videodrome? Why am I hallucinating? Why didn't that Barry guy get back to me after he made me wear the helmet? He's like, Patron, I actually showed you a videotape, man. (laughs) And this is where we get the big reveal. Uh, basically, um, Harlan has been manipulating Max because uh, the spectacular audio- optical guy wants to take over Channel 83. So, uh, he's been shown The violence on the videotape is neither here nor there. That was just used to draw Max in. It's the weirdo subliminal brain tumor signal inside the videotape that's causing Max to hallucinate. Okay, So... Once the hallucinations kick in, then you kind of kick into the whole. You're gonna. You we're basically reprogramming you to become one of our little robot type of a dudes, like yes, automatons.
1: Jacob's Ladder.
0: That's exactly right, Landry. Mm-hmm. It's the um, from beyond is you can beat off to from beyond. You can. I don't feel mm-hmm. like you can beat off unless you're a Blondie fan. I don't feel like you can beat off to a video drum, or you're really really into James Woods. Like Monica, who we know is – she's got a thing for – neither here nor there. Uh, So he's like, oh, fuck. So what am I supposed to do now? Here comes Barry Convex from around the corner. And he's like, Max, we've got a job for you. And he takes – he pulls out this weirdo Betamax tape, which looks like it has two bleeding assholes on it. And he's like, Mm -hmm. Max, I'm going to play this tape for you. I need you to open up. And Max is like, I don't see any Betamax players or anything. He's like, I need you to open up, Max. And then Max's stomach vagina ugh. starts, like, pulsating and getting all sexy hot. And he's like, ugh. And here comes Barry, and he just inserts the <laughs> And then Max, oh. And then we get, like, a we cut to a voiceover. Barry's basically telling Max that he has to go back to Channel 83, kill his two partners, mm-hmm. because Videodrome is going to take over Channel 83. They're going to broadcast their weirdo mind-bender signal. And uh, they're basically going to take over the world. Well, they have this weird philosophy about North America becoming soft. It's it's nonsense, and it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. So Max is like, oh, he kind of goes into Manchurian candidate mode for a second. Immediately goes right back to Channel 83, walks in with his 38, which he, I guess, did insert into himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulls it out and yeah. blasts his two partners, right? Kills them both. Uh, his secretary comes in. She's like, oh, my God, Max. Max does the classic, oh, I'm injured move. <laughs> they killed themselves. Starts telling everybody they killed. And she, like, immediately ushers him out for medical attention in which he just kind of walks off into the crowd. Cut to about 24 hours later. Uh, they've realized that Max was actually mm. the murderer of these two gentlemen, and they're now there's no like, a Toronto-wide manhunt for him. Mm -hmm. can't go wrong with old stuff better than today's stuff that could have put you to sleep
2: Mm -hmm. well
0: i would not be interested in a remake of videodrome Landry. i think that would be kind of horseshit unless the sasca twins did it i'm excited for the sasca twins remake of rabbit oh yeah that looks pretty dope Mm -hmm. uh videodrome i think needs to be left alone at least until james woods dies (laughs) after that go crazy you give me Videodrome without James Woods. What be What would weird.
1: their storyline be? It would be like... Facebook some, it'd be, takeover? Yeah, it would be like a
0: weird viral <laughs> thing. Ooh, we got a YouTube clip that's driving people crazy. Anyway, uh, so he's like, oh, okay. His next assignment is to go and f- track down Bianca Oblivion and kill her because she knows the truth about Videodrome, thus she has to die. So he waits until late at night, breaks back into the homeless shelter, and starts following her around. This time mm. she's like... Oh you you've been sent to kill me. You're from Videodrome. And he's like um probably. Yeah, I probably was sent to kill you. So, let me just reach into my my weird torso vag here. Let me see what I got in my baggage. Tr- tricks. <laughs> and then he now he's got like a weird um organic hand gun type of a that goes all the way around. I don't know. And he's chasing yeah. her around with that. And that's all well and good, except at one point he uncovers a TV that's on, and it's got Nikki Brand on it, and the actual footage of the video drone people killing Nikki Brand, Mm -hmm. strangling her to death, and then a weird another organic handgun comes out of the TV and shoots Max three or four times, and he's like ah, but then he looks up, and the TV that just killed him now has the screen of like his boob, like his pecs and his belly button with bullet holes in it. I um I don't know. And then Bianca comes around the corner and she's like, "Oh good, you you managed to reprogram yourself so you don't have to you don't have to kill me." Uh, I now. was lost there. And then he's like, "You're right. I don't have to kill you. I am video-made flesh." And she's like, "Yes! Long live the new flesh." And he's like, "Yes! Long live the new flesh." <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's no longer interested in killing Bianca Oblivion. And I don't understand any of this. No. Nope. Because I'm not that smart. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. If somebody, uh, who was that that really liked this one? Troy? Robert. Robert, explain this part yeah. to me because I don't get it, man. So uh, she's like, hey, man, uh, you got all the tips and tricks of Videodrome. How about you go ahead and turn that against them? And he's like, that's a great idea really, it doesn't take much to get Max on your side. All you got to do is show it, let him watch TV for a few minutes, and then he'll do whatever you tell him to do, Real pretty much.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So he's
0: like, you're right. I'm going to I'm gonna take down Videodrome. So the first thing he does is goes back to Spectacular uh, Optical, uh, goes and sees Harlan in the back room, and Harlan's like, hey, did you take care of uh, Bianca? And he's like, yeah, I sure did. It was great. He's like, good, we got another uh, – cassette for you here it's got it's for, on the viewer troy says it's on the viewer
1: you mean like each individual person watching it uh, has their own thoughts
0: my thoughts is um i don't get it <laughs> i don't have any thoughts because i'm not smart enough to understand this uh troy sorry uh so mm. here comes harlan with another bleeding asshole cassette tape and he's like i'm gonna put this in you you're gonna have some new instructions here and james woods is like give it to me baby uh. So he puts it in, but then, unfortunately, Harlan makes the mistake of going, like, elbow deep into James Woods. Yeah. And James Woods is like, ah, I got you now, you fucker. (laughs) And Harlan's like, ah! Now, when Harlan pulls his arm out, his arm is gone, of course, Uh but it's replaced with what I'm going to call a can of Coke. Like on a weird spindle. Like yeah, a weird. Aaron, it's dumb. I don't get Aaron. I just don't get it, man. I don't get. I'm, I'm not. I'm. People love this movie. I love the special effects. Uh, the story. A uh, little, little wacky. He comes out with a can of Coke. Um, his arm is gone, but it's replaced with like a like a bone, and then a can of Coke on it. And he's like, it's all bloody. It looks like it's made out of muscle. He's like, oh shit. So he's like backpedaling, and everybody's like, whoa, get away from him. He's got a can of Coke on his arm. And then he walks like all the way back up against the wall, and then blows—he blows up and blows a hole in the wall, also. And Max is like, <laughs> and then he just goes walking right through the hole in the wall. Strange frequencies from satellite turning their flesh to items. Okay, well, if you say so, Troy. I'm not—I'm not following you one bit. So, um, I cheer when the credit. <laughs> It's not that bad, Landry. If nothing else, you can enjoy it for the special effects. I think if you can bear in mind this was made in 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, Max is like, well, okay then. Now, now we're going to cut to a um, what I'm going to call an optometrist convention with an awful lot of theatrics involved. Yeah. Um, it's it's Barry Convex from uh, Spectacular uh, Optical, and he's rolling out his new. Italian line of uh, ey- eyeglasses. eye glasses, and he's got a whole medieval thing going on with uh, dancers and stuff going on. And Max just moseys right in, and there's like a whole theatrical. I never thought optometrists put this much effort in it. You know, song this and was dance
1: was supposed to be the takeover.
0: The takeover of what? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I get that, but I mean, uh, think think about. Um, Optometrists? Mm-hmm. Do you see them going in for choreographed dancing in uh, medieval spandex? Well, type? if I, this
1: was Hollywood, it would be. Well, this is Canada, so maybe
0: maybe this is how they roll in Canada. I don't know, man. I, I'm at a loss on this part. Whatever. So Max rolls up as this weird chor- choreography is going on with these spandex individuals, and they're dancing, and they're putting glasses on each other, and it's i guess uh, whatever uh here comes barry though he's gonna make his he's gonna address the crowd and he's like hey ladies and gentlemen i got my new italian line of sunglasses or regular uh you know prescription glasses are fucking great you're gonna love them max's front row he's mm-hmm. got his gun in his stomach vagina mm-hmm. uh he pulls it out it's now like a full arm mm-hmm.
3: disgusting
0: blob of gun and hand mesh thing Pulls it out, and he's like, ah, gotcha, you fucker. And then he chases Barry around the stage for a few minutes. Eventually pops him, blasts him like three or four times, Mm. at which point Barry explodes into like weird tumors and organisms and stuff. And then Max grabs the microphone, and he's like, long live the new flesh. And then he takes off running. And uh, the crowd, of course, is freaking out. And then we cut to Max, who has made his way to what I assume is an abandoned... uh, Tugboat, or it's like a it's like a ship, I believe, or some kind of an industrial.
1: If it's real,
0: I don't know. He just goes in there, and there's like a uh, like a dirty old mattress, and he's like, oh, "I got my gun, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's looking for me because I killed some people, but you know I'm free of Videodrome and all that, so I'm pretty good." Pretty, I'm in pretty good shape over here, <laughs> yeah, I think, except I'm homeless and I'm being hunted by all of Canada. Other than that, I'm doing all right. And, of course, there's a TV in this abandoned ship, or right? whatever the fuck it is. The TV comes on, and it's Nikki Brand. She pops up with, like, a full-on headshot. She's like, hey, Maxie, you did it, baby. Oh, come in here. And then, of course, the TV starts to, like, like come at, like, the screen is coming at him. And he's like, ugh. And Max is like, oh, yeah like puts his face up and then that's pretty much the end of your movie and there you have it uh inmates and I
1: thought he shot himself
0: oh well yeah of course after he gets he eventually yeah well, it's weird because like the image on the he goes into the TV so he's like watching himself and then he puts the old the weird organic hand flesh gun to his mm-hmm. head and then he pulls the trigger on the TV. But we don't. I don't think we actually saw him do that. The real him. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know.
1: I think he couldn't take it anymore. And but shot you, that's
0: probably the best thing to do yeah. at this point because you are completely. You've killed uh, several people. You are hallucinating at a feverish rate. Yeah, you've got a weirdo flesh handgun thing going on. You should just probably put it in your mouth. I think is the best thing for you at this point. Yeah. Because that is a whole lot of wacky, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. So there's that. Videodrome, 1983. A lot of people love this movie. I love the special effects for 1983. I love me some James James Woods. Love me some David Cronenberg. However, I feel like in the David Cronenberg menu and catalog, Mm. this one might be a little over... There are much better David Cronenberg movies out there. Check out Shivers. Shiver's one of my favorites. Um, what else you got? The Fly remake. Beautiful film. Jeff Goldblum, for Christ's sakes. Um, what else?
1: This kind of, like for Rabid. me, is like uh, In the Mouth of Madness.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't follow it. The
0: mal- In the Mouth of Madness, though, makes sense if you stay with the main character. If you stay with this <laughs> main character... I feel like you need some Q-tips or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how Q-tips come into play, but I f- feel like you should have them handy while you're watching this movie. I don't get it, man. Not. A, it's not a bad show. Sven, what do you think? This is the great thing about it. It's pointless. I love In the Mouth of Madness. Matt. Matt, we know you love In the Mouth of Madness. Uh See, okay, Matt,
1: I don't get that movie. Well, I've watched it a hundred times.
0: In the Mouth of Madness? Yeah. I've watched it several times. I love it.
1: I watch it and I sit there and I go, I just don't, I've, you've lost me.
0: It's, uh, it's a little hard to follow. Not <laughs> as hard to follow as this one, though. Sven, I think you might be onto something. I think there may be a certain audience that is into gonzo horror, i.e. Hmm. movies that are b- almost plot non-existent. But are filled with great scenes and great special effects and great, you know.
1: But there was a point to this movie. What the We're fuck? Just what? missing it.
0: I don't get it, man. Uh, if uh, David, if anybody knows David Cronenberg, I'd love to. Uh,
1: Maybe d- the point was that uh, watching too much TV. Can this you please make the
0: movie Spawn? Yes, yeah, Spawn. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. The fly. <laughs> Thumbs up. Aaron, I don't understand your. <laughs> Your love for the movie Spawn. I've seen it. It's fine. (laughs) Uh,
1: Maybe, maybe, Aaron.
0: Patreon.com slash Padded Room Pod. $5 donation. You pick all the movies for a month.
1: Yeah, you can go like slash we'll go superhero you kind can, of
0: dark. You just pick four movies and yeah. we'll do. I don't give a shit what they are. We'll do uh, Mama Mia. We'll do mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> no. Fried Green Tomatoes. She loves Matt Damon. Uh, no. She loves him. She's in love with him.
1: I will come to your house if you pick a Matt
0: Damon. She movie. <laughs> cannot get herself enough of <laughs> Matt Damon. I heard there's a new Critters movie coming. You're exactly right, Landry. There's also a Critters series. I don't know if you've seen that, it's on shutter right now uh not very good i'll be honest with you (laughs) it gets very there's like a donald trump critter it's very weird you don't if you're a critters fan you could probably stay away from it anyone knows the comics hard-boiled uh not off the top of my head popping in to say hello guys hey natalie hi natalie is actually uh odd mother oh okay i don't know if you knew that or not. i did not know that Okay, guys. Well, that was Videodrome from 1983. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you are on possibly like a Xanax or an antidepressant or some... Oh,
1: no. You might end up shooting yourself, no, too.
0: <laughs> I feel like you'll gain some insight from this. And then maybe then you could come back to us and tell us what the movies are. Here, okay, let me, get, let me give you... I put some thought into this. Let me give you my brief interpretation of... What I feel Video drama is about, okay? Reality on reality's terms. Okay. What is reality? I'm gonna I'm gonna digging deep here, inmates. Reality, for the sake of reality, is what we perceive with our five senses. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if we spend more time watching TV than we do in our own reality by default tv becomes our reality thus we get to choose our reality i.e if i were to just watch the critters franchise over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again eventually my family my kids my friends all that shit is going to fade away i'm going to become more invested in the critters movies and a young billy zane and the bounty hunters and all that horse shit which makes no sense i know that um but In the weird dystopian future and timeline set about in this movie, that is exactly where we are headed. Now, Videodrome presents a reality in which um, a controlling element is interpreting said reality for us. Thus, our realities can be programmed, and we can be made to believe whatever the hell we want, whatever they want us to believe, more more to the point. So I kind of feel like this was Cronenberg's innate and somewhat... Obfuscated warning as to where we may be headed.
1: Oh, okay.
0: If that makes any fucking I have sense. A perfect example. Give me an example, Monica. So,
1: okay, so it's like all the teenage girls out there who their reality is the Kardashian show. They live it. They love it. Instagram. They eat it. They all have like butt injections now. They're all looking like Kim Kardashian. Are they really? Yes, huh. they are. But you're not. You're not. You don't make their salary. But yes, I can totally see that now.
0: I do remember Terrorvision, Vision, uh, Landry. And that is a whole other thing right there. <laughs> that oh. is, that's but that's with the Swinger uh, parents.
1: I feel like I remember that one. Oh, we
0: can get into that in a okay. second. All right. So anyway, that's my uh, nutsack uh, interpretation of Videodrome. Mm. Um, take from it what you will. I'm probably way off base. I don't. I, I feel like this is in the realm of a uh, um, Racerhead type of yes. A game. Yes. Except, I, what what do you think you like better, Videodrome or Racerhead? Videodrome. Oh,
2: this one, of course, <laughs> <This>
0: Videodrome. <one. laughs> At least this one had characters, <laughs> dialogue, and Racerhead had fucking dancing. Uh, yeah, baby, uh, the little
1: dinosaur, baby.
0: velociraptor yeah. things, whatever the. F- <laughs> all right, all right. Inmates. We are going to take a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. Yeah.
1: Ever seen Jason X?
0: Of course, we've seen Jason X.
4: <laughs>
0: G'day, mate.
3: Welcome to Australia, home of baby-eating dingoes, hundred different animals ready to kill you. Mick Taylor, Mick Dundee, and twenty other guys called Mick. <laughs> Oh, and the dumbest bloke on planet Earth. I'm Ben, and I'm here to learn about horror films. But fear not, I've come to help this poor special needs kid as I make him sit down and watch some of the greatest and not so greatest horror films out there. In our podcast, Horror for Dummies. Hooray! So join us every week on the Pattern Room Network as we talk about horror films old and new. And listen to some favourite tracks while we spray some spiders. So the question stands, where the bloody hell are ya? So jump onto your kangaroo and hop on over to the Padded Room Network.
4: Enjoying the frights for today. Perhaps you would enjoy some more frights that the Padded Room Network has in store for you. Well, if just by following the links below, you could find yourself in many worlds of horror, including Wicked Wednesdays with Alan and Shelly Easterling. Horror for Dummies with Tim and Jaleesa Davis. Who Will Survive with Paul Stevenson and Marco Pastos? The Resurrection of Zombie 7 Podcast with Ron Martin and Jessica Feeney. Dark History with Sarah Nowinski. Oh, and you cannot forget the psych ward with darian and mandy there are so many frights for you that are just waiting a click away oh uh, igor come closer with that cock monster my my anal gist is uh, uh they're purging too much Go watch the shows. I mean, listen to them. This is a podcast. You listen, you don't watch. Plug my ass, Igor. I'm making no sense. (laughs) 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 Laugh with me, Igor. Laugh with me. (laughs) Go, go,
1: (laughs) go, (laughs) go. Hey, inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the mm-hmm. T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
0: And we are back. Monica? Yes. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. If I were to grow a vagina mm-hmm. out of my body in a weird place, yes. I want... I'm not going to tell my wife, but I want you to be the first to come penetrate it because I don't (laughs) want to do it myself, especially if it's like in a weird, hard to reach place. You know what I'm saying?
1: I'll shave it for you.
0: You could shave it for me. I don't know that I want you using any foreign objects though, yet. We can explore that later, you know, as our sexual relationship grows and- we'll see what kind of enjoyment you get out of my vagina. Oh. But starting off, I th- I feel like you'd be a good starting point. I don't cuz that's not gay, right? If I if I have buddy come do it then it's gay.
1: Oh yeah, man.
0: And I I'm, really? I'm not attracted yeah. to buddy. So I f- plus he, uh, I
1: will penetrate you. G- give me a di- drop a digit
0: or two on me. Um, see, I can't have, if buddy, if buddy gets into it, I'm, I'm going to turn around and he's going to have his pants down and that's going to be awkward. Oh, and I said, no penises. Yeah. That's in, a little awkward. And Darian's weird, uh, yeah. back armpit vagina, wherever mm-hmm. the vagina shows up. Yeah. Um, I would be tempted to put like, uh, my pocket change and stuff. <laughs> in. That's what I never understood about women. What? You basically have a pouch. Why oh. not use it to carry stuff? You know? <laughs> They do. They smuggle drugs in there. I mean, but there could be a more practical use than just drug smuggling, you know? Yeah, you carry these big purses around. Why not stick your makeup thing in your cooter, and then you don't need the purse, right?
1: Yeah, that wouldn't work.
0: Probably not. Probably lead to a lot of infections. I'm a stupid man is what it boils down to, and I should not speculate about the uses of a woman's vagina. (laughs) But I'm just saying <laughs> if I had one, I uh-huh. feel like I would get a lot more use out of it. Other than oh. just sex and mm. uh, but you probably get a lot of infections doing it. You can't just be putting random stuff up yeah,
1: there. Yeah, you can't put random stuff there. No, you in get there. a yeast
0: infection, Monica. Yeah. Or some well, other disgusting thing. Yeah. You know, bacterial infections.
1: Bacterial, more likely.
0: Yeah. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> we got a pterodome to get into here, kiddo. You ready to do this? Yes. Let's, let's get it do on. do it.
3: No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm
4: not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you.
3: I'm just going to bash your brains
4: in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in.
3: I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'll try to be crazy. i kill you all. I'll kill you the dream come true? Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. with blackish eyes. The
4: devil. Oh, <laughs>
0: Welcome to the
1: Terradome.
0: It started off with last week's winner's baby doll. In singles mm-hmm. competition, we had Chucky versus Damien Thorne. Mm. Damien's curiosity got the better of him. The strange doll that kept turning up next to dead bodies, and he had to know how. Removing it from the clutches of his drowned mother, he dries it and stares at it quizzically. Then the blade flashes and it's all over. The boy's life runs out of him from the neck wound and no more suspects. No one suspects the doll. With a vote of 6 to 3, Chucky advances over Damien Thorne. Okay. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. I think Damien Thorne is a little overrated to be honest with you. Yeah. He's creepy, I'll give you yeah. that. He's got the big dog, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. But really, he didn't do anything. It's no. always like a weird series of events that kills people. Yeah, you know, truck, uh, car accident, uh, pane of glass. Yeah, and decapitation. it just could
1: be a coincidence.
0: Lightning strike. Yeah, you know? it's fine. <laughs> Jumping
1: you, out of the window.
0: Decide to kill yourself. Yeah, because the kid bored you to death is what <laughs> yes. happened. It's sick of looking at him, staring at you. you so oh, fuck this. I'm out of. I'm out of here. All right, uh, let's take a look at the teams competition, shall we? mm Hmm. When you're driven by hunger and instinct alone, you tend to overlook a lot of things. For example, a gasoline pipeline running just beneath the main thoroughfare of a small Alaskan town. Chasing the seismic vibrations of the street dwellers caused the graboids to trigger a massive explosion, killing them instantly, leveling Barrow, Alaska, and covering the tracks of the rampaging vampires. With a vote of nine to zero, the Thirty Days of Night vampires advance over the Graboids. I could see that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like the Tremors could do a lot of damage against like human competitors, mm-hmm. like uh, home invaders. Yeah. Um, maybe a religious cult, a <laughs> Children of the Corn, perhaps. <laughs> but you get into like vampires and stuff. Really, they're just worms. They're big worms. Yes. And once you figure out the whole seismic thing, they're actually... I mean, Burt Gummer, for Christ's sakes. If Mm -hmm. him and Reba McIntyre can save the day against these things, forget it.
1: Well, you know, a vampire can only be killed while these ones were by daylight. Right. So, I mean, even if they got swallowed, what would happen?
0: Well, if if you could get them into that weird... uh, what, uh, what was that? A garbage <laughs> compactor? What was that thing? Thirty days a night. It was like a. What was? It was like in the middle of the town. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That weird grinder thing. Yeah. That is very out of place for. What is that? What is the point of that? Uh,
1: I don't know. Um, I'll
0: have to rewatch the movie. But if you could throw one in there, it basically liquefies them. Yeah. But I feel like that would be a perfect way to get rid of a graboid, also. You could huh. lead it right into that thing, and it would just chew it right up.
1: Yeah, it could. No, oh, forget For it. For sound, or,
0: yeah. Yeah, the sound of it. Mm-hmm. We, they would probably just draw them all to it by itself.
1: Yeah, they would swallow it.
0: And then they're <laughs> all done. Forget <laughs> it. There you have it, inmates. Yeah. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? And we are in the, um, what are we in here? We are in the Singles Division, Inferno Conference Round 3. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at reading or writing things. Charlie's stay at the shop had come to an end. After the death of her father, it had filled its purpose of meeting her basic needs. In exchange, she was their willing test subject and living experiment. But on her final night, she'd reached an epiphany. They needed her much more than she needed them. And so, her final display of ability set the entire installation ablaze, and she walked casually towards the fire exit. What Charlie never knew was that she was not the only guinea pig, not the only one with abilities. From a separate wing in the laboratory, Lawrence Talbot awakes to the smell of smoke and fear. Panic is in the air long before the fire alarm rings out, and he's forced to evacuate. From the surrounding forest, he watches as as the shop burns to the ground. He'd been promised a cure for his lycanthropy. He felt that progress was being made until the firestarter brought it to an end. Singles competition we have Charlie the firestarter versus the wolfman. Monica, how do you feel about this?
1: Oh. I'm I'm taking a Charlie on this one.
0: Explain that to me. Uh, <laughs> if you could.
1: Because she can start she can explode him. She can't. Yeah.
0: I'll give you that. She
1: can kill him by fire.
0: I'm going to take the wolfman. And the reason why is this. Charlie is a child. Right. When children are faced with by monsters, mm-hmm. they react out of fear, and that fear is to run. You're not going to outrun the wolfman. He's an apex predator. So thus, and a, and a, a hunter instinctually. Mm-hmm. Thus, I feel like the, the wolf man would easily take care of Charlie.
1: Mm, but this is not an ordinary child. She would turn around in fear.
0: You're right. And start the fire. She's, you're right. She's not ordinary. <laughs> but I feel like her child instinct would first be to run before the, the, the fire starter kicks. And that's just my opinion. Let's take a look at the team's competition, yeah. shall we?
1: I'm just wondering how she even got into this match. <laughs>
0: what do you mean oh, alan alan picked her she's oh. been in more than what there actually is a sequel to Firestarter. oh i've never we seen talked it. about it I've, I've, i
1: have not seen it either it's out there somewhere
0: huh. i had i googled it in did imd Maybe it's out one there day I'll look for it. i have no idea <laughs> how you let me know if you find it i'd yeah. love to i'm sure it's god awful hmm. let's take a look at the teams competition shall we we're still in the inferno conference round three teams division The Great War was ravaging Europe. Nazis had pushed into Poland, France, and England, and the fighting was fierce on all fronts. Berlin, on the other hand, was thriving. Nazi officers and commanders were reporting in on a regular basis for central command briefings and a little rest and recreation before returning to the front. André Toulon's world-famous puppet show was a favorite, until the disappearances began. Any officer or soldier in attendance would soon after be found dead under mysterious circumstances. That was when the hunter team touched down. In search of the greatest warriors and soldiers this conflict had to offer, they began their hunt in the capital city. But when the prey was being slaughtered before the hunt could even begin, the hunters would have to intervene. Team's competition we have the Predators versus the Puppet Master Dolls. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna come right out and say it. I'm uh-huh. gonna take a very bold and probably unpopular stance here, uh-huh. and I'm gonna take the puppet master dolls. And the reason why is because if you look at the predators, number one, they do not attack anything that doesn't look like a threat. So as and... as we saw in Predator One, if you want to get them off your back, all you have to do is drop your weapon. They won't. They'll leave you alone. Number one. Number two. P- the Puppet Master Dolls, mm-hmm. no heat signatures. That's
1: what I was going to say.
0: Invisible to Predator uh, thermal scopes. That's right. For that reason, I'm taking the Puppet Master Dolls. Monica, how's I you? I am too. At a girl. That's two for the Puppet Master Dolls. I just Master like dolls. them better. I-, I actually like the Predators better, <laughs> except for that last movie. That last movie was garbage. Uh, those are your Terradome matchups for the weekend, mates. and singles, we have uh, Charlie versus the Wolfman teams is predators versus the puppet master dolls get us your votes by next week if you can the mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or you get us on the regular old email at the padded room 2011 at hotmail.com while you're pondering those matchups we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called what are you looking at What are you looking at? Monica, I found your new favorite movie.
1: Uh-oh, what is it? Are you ready for this? Yes. You've
0: probably already seen it. It's called Shock'em Dead. Oh. I... You, ne- you never seen Shock'em Dead? I
1: don't
0: think so. Oh, it's beautiful. So yeah. this Dorcas makes a deal with a voodoo uh, witch to become the most excellent and righteous uh 1980s hairband guitarist ever? <laughs> you have you, seen, you not, not seen this? No. Starring Tracy Lords. No. Oh. Well, I'm going to have to write this to You got a Blu-ray player? No. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a Blu-ray player. Quit fucking around. It's called Shock'em Dead. He makes a deal with the voodoo queen, but in order to maintain his awesomeness in the guitar playing, he has to kill people uh-huh. with a ceremonial dagger. Oh. The, the 80s guitar... Uh, <laughs> He's got the uh the double guitar, remember oh, that? Yes. That move? Uh-huh. Except he doesn't actually strum the strings. He just does the keys oh, on okay. both sides. Wow. And he's got the full hair mm-hmm. with the uh like the black trench coat and he's like all of oh. a sudden like this badass guy. Wow. Oh, it's ridiculous. How I, did
1: I miss this? I have movie?
0: no idea. This is your new favorite horror movie. Oh, no. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Uh also watched Repo Man from nineteen eighty
1: four. Oh, okay. We've
0: all seen that one, right? With uh Emilio, Estevez. Oh, Absolutely. Oh yeah, great movie. Love that one. And a new one, uh Scalpel from nineteen seventy seven. Have you seen this oh, one? Oh no. So this uh shady plastic surgeon, uh his father in law dies and leaves all the money to the surgeon's daughter, right? Uh So the surgeon decides he's kind of on the outs with his daughter. So he decides he's going to take his girlfriend, uh, do her a bunch of plastic surgery to make her look like his daughter And then move her in to claim the inheritance.
1: Wow. Problem
0: is, halfway through this scheme, the real daughter shows up. Uh Uh-oh. And then because the surgeon is such a, uh, he's a bit of a drug addict and a wackadoodle to begin with, he has a very hard time distinguishing between (gasps) the two. Oh, shit. Yeah, he tries to fuck his daughter. I'll tell you right now. wow. And she's like, no, dad. And he's like, you're not my daughter. You're my girlfriend. And she's like, no, dad, no. (laughs) But then we find out at the end, I'll spoil this for you. Well, well, I won't get too in- into it, but we find out that the daughter and the girlfriend are in cahoots. Oh, yeah. And they're giving the old switcheroo to everybody. Of course. And that's how it goes down. It's, pretty, it's wow. not a bad show. Huh? That's all I'm looking at this week, Monica. What do you got?
1: Okay, so I checked out the new Annabelle movie. Mm. Um, what do you think? I loved it.
0: Better than uh, Creation? Yes. Oh, very cool. Yes. All right.
1: I'll have to go this one, second, and first. In order. So
0: this one, then Creation, then the last, then the first one. The first one. Okay. I like that. Monica, what do you got this week, kid? Anything?
1: Oh, uh, so Annabelle. Right. And then I watched uh, Ma.
0: I heard that was not very good. Really? Yeah. What did you think? I
1: liked it. You liked that? I enjoyed it.
0: I heard it was like a, uh, like another, like an attempt to cash in at, um, uh, uh, the, Jordan Peele, the first one. What is that? Uh, don't 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 go. Don't oh, get out. Get out.
1: Oh no. No. Okay. No, totally different storyline. Except I didn't know Luke Evans was in it. But oh, he's in it.
0: I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. And so I kind of um, because she has flashbacks. Like like twenty minutes into it, I was like, oh that's i got it i see what's going on here and that predictable the but then there's kind of a twist okay in there too where you're like oh i didn't know that was in the house all this time (laughs) okay yeah one of those things right on uh psycho mother-in-law that was good
0: all right Mm -hmm. uh
1: the new jacob's ladder
0: Ooh, what'd you think of that
1: Uh, nah. No? No.
0: Original is better? I wasn't that big of a fan of the original, to be honest with you.
1: I never got the first one, but this one was uh, pretty much more of, like, them creating a drug for the vets to, like, block the stuff that happened to them. Right. Except it backfires. Okay. And so when I thought the main guy... (laughs) <laughs> was the doctor who was living the Richie life. And then, you know, these vets were like, hey, your brother's alive and he's living down in the alleyways or in this whatever, sewer. Right. And then all of a sudden that guy, the doctor wakes up and it turns out he's really the homeless vet. Oh, fuck. And I'm all, okay.
0: I don't. The... Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that.
1: Uh, The New Child's Play.
0: What do you think of that? I heard good things. Heard it surpassed the original even. You agree?
1: No. Oh. I don't know why. It was pretty much... um, Well, first off, the kid and the mom, I thought it was like the older sister. Because I'm looking at her going...
0: Well, that's how, that's, uh,
1: how can she be his mom? That's how it is
0: these days, you know? <laughs> you, you have a kid at 18, but you're 26, he's like seven years old.
1: Well, pretty much, you know, they're down and out. They live in like the same apartment almost. Yeah. And she, you know, brings home a refurbished Chucky
0: That's right. That's what I never understood about the first one. She's buying like this, this, this uh, jacked off doll out of the guy in the shopping cart in the alleyway. Uh-huh. She's living in a high rise apartment in Chicago. Yeah. It, working at a JCPenney. How the <laughs> fuck does she afford that apartment? Yeah, man?
1: I don't know. But these people were not living in a high rise. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I checked out uh, the movie uh, Simple Favor. Okay. I really liked that one. Right on. And
0: uh, Pumpkinhead three. That is that the one with Doug. That's the one with the Hatfields and McCoys. Or no, that's with the one with the body.
1: Pumpkinhead, right? That's yeah. the
0: one with the body harvesting, isn't it? Doug Bradley in there?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was like, okay. And how I know the real Lance Hendrickson played in this? Yeah. And I was like, how did they the real make Lance him? Hendrickson? Well, because I Not was like that. staring at him, going. How did they make him look 20 years younger? Like, what's
0: going on? <laughs> that That's like the only redeemable quality of the la- I mean, I, I want to be a fan of the Pumpkinhead franchise. Mm-hmm. First one, beautiful. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids don't make a lot of sense, but they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Second one makes even less sense than anything. They try to turn Pumpkin into a, a tarred kid that got pushed down a well. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense. Third one... <laughs> Solid storyline, wrecked by, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's a sci-fi original. Oh, was so, it? Wrecked by the CGI, in my opinion. Solid redeeming quality is the random appearances of Ed oh. Harley to show up and try to talk you out of summoning P- uh, Pumpkinhead. That- I
1: thought Pumpkinhead was just a costume. What do you mean? Like... I didn't really... Oh, in this one? In three.
0: Well, there are parts where he's a costume, but like... part Was this the one where he's like crawling up the side of the building?
1: Yeah, but he's bigger too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of CGI involved in that.
1: Oh, see, I must have not really like...
0: It's even worse in in part four where he gets involved in the Hatfields and McCoy. There's
1: a part four pumpkin head? Yes,
0: and that one takes like a redneck turf war.
1: Oh, God. It's... I, I can see it. I happening. feel. I feel
0: like they would be if if somebody else had gotten a hold of those scripts besides sci-fi. They would be a hundred percent better. Oh yeah. I love Ed Harley showing up trying to uh-huh. talk you out of doing it. You know, <laughs> that's like the, he's only in it for like four and a half minutes. But when he shows up and he's like, "Boy, you don't know what you' are getting into." You know, that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Because that builds on the mythology.
1: Yeah, and I kept sitting there like Doug Bradley. I knew the voice, and I was looking at him, and I was like. That's not him. Oh, yeah. That's not him. And then I had to look up the cast, and I'm like... That's Pinhead. Fuck, it is him. <laughs> he just didn't look himself. Like, he was more bloated in this movie. You know,
0: you can't... Unless you know that he's in there, you mm-hmm. can't... Re- I I don't think I would recognize him on the street outside of the Pinhead getup.
1: Oh, if he's as bloated as he was he in is. this movie, then you probably would, yeah, walk yeah. right past him. He's
0: got, like, the big jowls and the... The classic English droopy face. Yeah,
1: he didn't age well.
0: No, (laughs) and it sucks. I'm sorry, Mr. Bradley.
1: (laughs) And that's all I'm looking at.
0: All right. How about a little immersion therapy for us? Little ghost team.
3: Immersion therapy.
0: Did you watch Ghost Team, Miss Monica?
1: Uh, I started to, and then I stopped it. (laughs) Why? Uh, Because I just realized that I really don't like. um, Who is. found footage type of movie it's not a found footage. Uh, no movie. i mean but when they're like recording with their camera and stuff right and the whole spoof on uh ghost adventures i was like well nah!
0: what was funny to me about this one was that they actually got the real ghost hunters <gasps> from the sci-fi oh show. really yeah for that what do they call it ghost getters I don't like know. I don't that watch was that a- show. That was the actual Ghost Hunters from oh. the sci-fi show, which I th- I got a little mm. chuckle out There's
1: of. There's nobody cute on that show, so I don't
0: watch it. Uh, I agree. <laughs> 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 um, I God, uh, John, John Hedder did not age well, man. He's not holding oh, up. Oh,
1: yeah. You I, he... I try to
0: like I'm constantly reminding myself that that's Napoleon Dynamite, but like I mean, I guess his career is just on that Big of a slide to where, I mean, he was in uh, what was that the ice skating movie with Will Ferrell? Oh yeah, he was pretty hot shit, circa two thousand nine ish, and now he's like this yeah, this dude. And his
1: fifteen minutes wore off.
0: Did you did you make it to Justin Long showing up? He didn't look very good. <gasps> no,
1: either. I did not.
0: Oh, he's in this. Let oh, me, I see. Yeah, let me see if I can pull up a still here of him. He almost looks like the Punisher. Yeah, look at this oh, guy. Oh, God, I mean, obviously not, but. See that?
1: Oh, he does a
0: little bit. First, first, I was like, "Is that John Barenthal?
1: Wow! No,
0: that's Justin Long. Oh, um, he
1: finally gained some weight.
0: He did. He <laughs> needed it too, man. Uh, not a. It's it's a horror comedy. It's not a bad show. It's not unlike uh, Dead Detectives, which I think is actually a little bit better than this one. Oh, it's an, uh, That one's on Shutter. It's the same thing. Uh-huh. Ghost reality show gets in over their head, and a bunch of comedy oh. ensues. Um, I don't know, man. I, I There's nothing wrong with it. Uh-huh. It's, it's good to have on if you just want to have something on, oh, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it fits into that weird realm of movies that I'm going uh-huh. to forget in about 13 seconds after we finish oh, this podcast. Uh-huh. You know, There's nothing wrong with it. Am I going to re- recommend it to anybody? Probably not because I'm not going to remember it. Uh-huh. I got a couple chuckles out of it, but I wasn't rolling or anything. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on like a uh, What We Do in the Shadows level. Oh,
1: I hope not.
0: That one I will recommend to everybody. Every oh, my like God.
1: It. I forgot to tell you that. I started watching the series. The series? Yeah. On fun. Hulu.
0: I heard it's great. No? Oh, my
1: God. Whoever said it's great has no like real sense of humor. Oh, easy there. You people don't know what real comedy or comedian. are. You don't, you don't are.
0: like the What We Do in the Shadows show? No. All right. I need to invest. I oh. got- I got to get through The Boys. I got to get through NOS. I got too many fucking shows. You get
1: through The Boys first. Uh, that's that's what I'm, the, the best That's one. What,
0: the one that I'm working on. I love it so far. I'm uh, four episodes deep, I think. All right, Oof. enough about that. Uh, that's all we got on the uh, immersion therapy. What uh, for, What for? I don't know what I'm talking about. I need to stop <laughs> drinking energy drinks. Um for this, this week, we're going to check out Painkillers for from 2018. This one is streaming on Hulu. It has something to do with a uh, guy getting... Uh, his surgeon has his son killed in a car accident, and then he gets haunted by something. So check that one out, inmates. Mm-hmm. We will do the same. Compare notes next week. In the meantime, we need to educate our own Miss Monica. Mm-hmm.
3: educating miss
0: monica uh, monica yes you were not here last week no hit us do you have your clues from 2 weeks ago uh uh-huh. all right go
1: uh, clue 1 a small town where nothing is private 2 there's a battered wife with a violent husband who could be the killer 3 the local slut has been murdered 4 turns out she'd been fucking a lot of men in town five supernatural powers help find her body six he was wrongly convicted seven will she have to die to see the killer eight a lost soul saved her saved her from the flashlight
0: i was leaning towards slither to start with but then you brought up a flashlight, and I know that has nothing to do with anything. It's not the yeah, it does. The well, not in slither. <laughs> oh, it's not slither, is it? No. No, of course not. Is it the lady in white? No. What is it?
1: It's the gift.
0: Oh, I've never seen that one. Really? Yeah. I'm with not.
1: Keanu Reeves no, I not and seen that. Katie Holmes. No. Nope. Oh! I've never
0: seen it. Is that a good show?
1: I loved it. Yeah. Okay. I
0: need to check that one out.
1: Yeah. Like Katie Holmes is the local slut and then she gets Ooh. murdered. Okay. If you never seen it, I won't tell you who the killer is. All right. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah? Plays the psychic in town.
0: Okay. I like she's her. She's awesome. Okay. Yeah. The Gift. Uh-huh. Never seen it.
1: Wow.
0: You got me on that one.
1: Oh, my God. More
0: of a murder mystery from what I gather. Yeah. Thriller. Then a, then thriller. I would say thriller. Okay.
1: Because yeah. Yeah, definitely thriller. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Supernatural thriller. I'm gonna stuff. check
0: it out. It sounds good. Yeah. I like a I like a thriller. Supernatural thriller. <laughs> Hit us with some clues, baby doll.
1: Okay. This is like a real horror movie. Okay. I rewatched it and I was like, holy shit, when did all this happen? All right. Uh, this is Hollywood. A slice and dice to your eyeball. A basement cutting up some flesh how does it taste frying pan to the head saw to the kneecaps oh, half of this half of this is based on a true story and eight if we saw off your arms you will never be able to leave this building
0: i got you i think i got you it was the frying pan that oh, gave it away i think okay. and the, the hollywood <laughs> and uh it's a it's a it's a long spectrum of things and that is if if i'm on the right track that would be a hard movie to nail down except when hmm. you did the all right anyway think about that inmates we'll get uh we'll let you know who who she is next week unless you can think of it yourself yeah in the meantime i think that's about going to do it for us for the week uh join us next week we're going to be getting into our horror first kiss what movies that brought us as horror fans into the horror genre and kept us there? Mm. So I'll be going first. My pick is The Children from 1980, which is absolutely ridiculous, I know. But mm-hmm. it was my one of my first kisses into the horror subgenre. One of the things that drew me in and kept me doing this fucking nonsense for as long as I have we do have a Patreon campaign running It's uh, just go over to paddedroompodcast.com find all the links, info, other shows here in the network and anything else you need to know about us there watch our live shows at the Psycho Bunny Death Cult psychobunnydc.com is where you find that shit along with the other shows over there, other than that I think that's all we have on the week Monica, do you have anything else? no,
1: that's it everyone
0: for Miss Monica, mm-hmm. Buddy People with stomach vaginas, mm-hmm. bleeding assholes. And Videodrome. Videodrome, people that watch too much TV, people that don't watch enough TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, but Justin Long, yeah. John Heder, and other <laughs> careers that are on the downward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And all the people that chose not to write in this week or call in. Yeah, where are you at? This has been the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over.
1: Bye.